Welcome back to the official NHSSA podcast, the podcast for high school strength coaches by high school strength coaches. As always, I am your host, Coach Andrew McGacky. New year, same goal, provide you, the audience, with great content. Thank you for all the support that you showed the podcast in 2023. And as we carry over into this year, I hope to make this show you know, even bigger and better for you, the audience. So as always, if there's anything that I can do, to make this uh, listening experience better for you. If there's certain guests you want to hear, certain topics you uncovered, please reach out. Let me know. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast this year, again, you can reach out to me personally. Or if you go to nhssca.us and click on the podcast tab at the top, there is a uh, form to fill out if, to be a prospective guest. So just, if there's anyone that listens to this and it's like, man, I've got something like on my heart that I really want to put out there for the organization, reach out to me and we'll try to make it happen. And as always, please leave a rating and review. Uh, It goes a long way to let me know what you guys think of the show. My guest this month is just a rock star in our industry, a fantastic young strength coach who's just absolutely been killing it, Cade McGee of American Christian Academy in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. We sit down and discuss his time at ACA, how that's changed over the years, things of that nature. Coach McGee is also the Alabama State Director. It's clinic season as well, so that's kind of the main focus of this episode. We sit down and talk about the NHSSCA's clinics. Obviously, this show was formed around NatCon, so we've covered that one pretty extensively. So we sit down and talk about the state clinics and the NHSSCA family days. And with Cade being a state director, he's able to kind of give us an administrative viewpoint if you will, um, of what that's like. And he lays out some details on what people can expect, what it's like setting those up, hosting them, things of that nature, all those things that go in behind the scenes. And so there's some really cool perspective from that angle, if you will. And so we also sit down and discuss what he's going to talk about as a presenter at the Mississippi State Clinic on February 19th. He's going to give a presentation centered around middle school strength training and what that looks like. So if you're able to get to the Mississippi State Clinic February 19th, I will have the registration for that link below. I'm going to have the registration for the Alabama State Clinic that Kate's uh, obviously going to be putting on. And then from there, I'll also just link the general NHSSCA uh, clinic calendar. So you can find your state's clinic if you have any questions about it. Reach out to your state director, which you can find those names and contact information on the NHSSCA website. One thing that we talked about in the episode is it is the goal of the NHSSCA to record these clinics and put them on for professional members. So if you're not able to attend in person, that's something to look forward to. Cade's informed us that that is the goal at the Alabama State Clinic that he's aware, you know, so for that one specifically. And hopefully that's going to be something that, you know, we can do for all the state clinics. I think that there's just some great value and content um, that gets put at these clinics and either location or schedule conflicts. We're obviously not able to make them all, and that's a bummer. But NHSSCA is putting a conscious effort into getting this content recorded and uploaded. If you can't make it, that's something to potentially look forward to. But if you, if you can, I highly recommend going in person to these things just so you can get that networking experience too because that is one of the biggest and best things about the NHSSCA is the networking and in-person, in-person connections that you can make with one another. And as always, this episode is brought to you by two fantastic NHSSCA partners. Our partners for this episode are Rat Coach and Athletes in Action. Rat Coach, elevate your high school strength program with Rat Coach, a digital tool crafted for NHSSCA members. It transforms your weight room into a winning environment, focusing on personalized athlete training. With features like audio-visual timing system and paperless data display, it enhances efficiency and athlete engagement. 
gain control, boost accountability, and drive more wins with Rack Coach, the key to effective strength and conditioning management. Athletes in Action Sports Performance offer strength coaches and students the opportunity to use the skills and experience God has given them to change lives. Iron Circle, powered by Athletes in Action, is a community of strength coaches who connect online. In one year, Iron Circle has grown from 10 men in one group to over 70 men and women participating in seven groups. Iron Circle encourages coaches to learn how to compete with an audience of one mindset, where they can find freedom in the perspective of sport as worship. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Welcome back, everybody. I am joined by Coach Cade McGee, Strength and Conditioning Director at American Christian Academy, located in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great. Appreciate you having me on. Of course, happy to have you. First recording of 2024. Excited to get the podcast rolling this year uh, with an awesome guest like you. So you've been at American Christian Academy since 2019, is that correct? That's right. And I actually went back the other day and listened to an interview that you did for the Samson podcast. That was uh, what, 20, 2022, so a little bit over a year ago. Um, and you were kind of talking about how, you know, you got there and this was your first job and obviously you're still there. So it's really the only training and conditioning job you've had post, you know, grad school. Um, so if you wouldn't mind though, going back, kind of telling people how and why you got into strength and conditioning. I know you did grad work at University of Alabama. Uh, as well. And so if you want to touch on that and how you got to ACA and what that journey has been like over the years. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I'll try to just hit the high points, but uh, you know, growing up playing sports through high school, uh, I always loved the weight room. You know, I was the type of kid that just, I enjoyed lifting weights uh, when some of my friends and teammates maybe dreaded it. And uh, then after high school, I went on to uh, Alabama university of Alabama, just as a student and my athletic career was over. So I knew I wanted to continue to stay active and and find some way to, you know, still have that athletic edge. And uh, I really got into bodybuilding and uh, just f- fell in love with the weight room even more. And uh, while I was at Alabama, you know, I discovered exercise science as a major. And uh, that sounded really interesting to me because, you know, I'm, I'm obsessed with that exercising at this point in my life and learning about the science behind it. That was really interesting to me. And so once I discovered that major, I started looking into what careers I could do uh, with this major. And, you know, you come across physical therapy and, uh, you know, phys phys ed teachers, like the the top two things, athletic training, but I came across strength and conditioning coach. And at this time, I, you know, I'm a sophomore in college. I had no idea that was even a thing. Like, you know, can you get paid to train people? I mean, that sounds awesome. Uh, And I I, I Googled, start researching stuff. And uh, I come across the National Strength and Conditioning Association, the NSCA, and they were having their Alabama State Clinic coming up like next month. And uh, it was just in Birmingham, Alabama, about an hour outside of Tuscaloosa where I was going to school at. And so I was like, I'm going to go check this out and just see what it is. And, uh, you know, it was like probably like 50 bucks to go. And so I go up there and, and I'm a sophomore in college. I don't have a clue what to expect. And I go sit in this clinic. And Coach Johnny Parker is the keynote speaker. 
And man, he's just like laying out his whole grand scheme of volume and intensity and all this stuff. And my mind is just blown. You know, I don't know what they're talking about. But the fact that I, I went up there and I saw all these coaches that like this is their job. They get paid to train people. You know, I left that clinic that day just hooked. I was like, I, this is what I want to do. You know, I, I want to do this the rest of my life. And, and so I got an internship after that uh, at a place called Godspeed. Uh, in Hoover, Alabama, a private performance facility and did that for my first summer internship. Loved every minute of it, just training kids, high school kids, middle school kids, youth. And, uh, and then I came back for in the fall for my, uh, I think that was my sophomore semester, uh, maybe junior year at Alabama uh, when I was doing my undergrad. And uh, I got involved with Michelle Diltz, who is uh, the softball strength and conditioning coach, and she, she's also the uh, associate head strength and conditioning coach now, and uh, <clears throat> she let me come in and intern, and and so I started out just working, you know, kind of underneath her uh, with the softball and the women's golf program, and and shortly after that, that kind of branched into baseball and tennis, and then eventually football, and so uh, I think it was January of my junior year. Uh, I got asked to help out with football. Uh, and so, you know, I got to work with them for a full year. And uh, that was a great experience. Learned a lot. Uh, you know, being around a championship program was just a experience of a lifetime. And so we did that. And uh, and then shortly after that, I went to grad school. Uh, I got my graduate degree from Xavier University online. And so from, you know, Xavier in Cincinnati. And uh, while I was doing that, I went back to my old high school and was uh, running their strength program. So kind of, I kind of call that my, my grad assistantship, you know, cause I was going, I was getting my graduate degree online. And while, while I was doing that, I was still interning at Alabama, doing personal training on the side and then working at my high school in the afternoons, uh, just helping out with their football, baseball, basketball programs. And so I did that through, through grad school, uh, almost all the way through grad school. And then shortly after that, uh, the ACA job, came open uh, April, May of 2019, and, uh, and I applied and, and got it, and it's it's my dream job, and I've been here since, since 2019, and uh, that's kind of where we're at right now. What is your, are you teaching training conditioning, like, a, as a class during the day, or, and then are you providing, like, training before and after school? I mean, is, is that, like, the setup you have? Yeah, so I teach, uh, seven I have seven strength and conditioning classes a day so the class is called strength and conditioning uh students grades eight through 12th can can sign up to take it and uh we have athletes and non-athletes uh take the class so it's a it's a really cool you know setup and environment we have boys and girls training together all different sports just thrown in there uh I have eighth graders training alongside seniors and uh and we also usually have some after school groups just usually one after school group uh, going on throughout the school year, whether it's uh, baseball, football, basketball, whoever it might be. And uh, I just recently got a full-time assistant. Uh, so he's been helping me out since this past summer. And so we added that. So we kind of have a staff now, which is uh, very nice. Uh, so yeah, that's where, that's where we're at. One thing that you mentioned, like in the podcast that I referenced earlier, that really spoke to me and that I wanted to kind of follow up with you on is you talked about how that first beginning year, you know, the first year, first, even second year in a new school, new environment, getting coaches in, uh, on board administration and students and things like that really mm -hmm. resonated with me. This is my first school year at the play job I'm at running the strength training class. And, you know, I've got, 
a, such a hot, I don't know, a roller coaster. That's not the right term, but you know, it's all over the place as, as far as buying and commitment from sport coaches, administration, and athletes. At what point do you think in your tenure there that it really kind of like make that turn where you really felt like you had that buy-in that you were looking for? Uh, you know, it's a, it's a never ending process, you know, we're still growing and there's still, there's still things that I want to see out of our program that we're not there yet. And uh, I always have to remind myself, you know, good things take time and uh, just keep doing what we're doing. Try, try to provide value as much as we can to our athletes and our coaches and administration. But I would say, uh, you know, probably the second year, you know, my second year at the school was the COVID year. Uh, well, my first year was COVID. So I, I came 2019 in fall and then my first year got cut short. But when we came back uh, after COVID, that was just a really great year. You know, even though we were masked up and, uh, you know, having to take so many precautions and everything, we just had a, a great group of kids. And I really felt like, you know, having a year under my belt at the school uh, just really helped me establish those relationships with the coaches and parents, you know, parents to kind of understand who I am and, and what we're trying to do. And uh, so I would say year two, year three was when we, I felt like we started getting traction and, uh, and then now we're just trying to keep it, keep building. Well, it's nice to hear that coming from a guy in your position, someone that, you know, is doing such a fantastic job. It's, it's really, it was really hard for me, even like a quarter in, I'm like, man, I suck at this. They hate me. This isn't going what it is. And I got to remind myself, yeah. like, wait a minute, it's, it takes, these things take time. And listen, like, it's funny you say that because going back to uh, Michelle Dilt, she's like my all-time mentor from Alabama. She told me when I took this job, she said, the first year you're going to get really frustrated. She said, you're going to get, you're going to get upset because it's not going to be like you want it. And you just have to remember it's going to take time and you're, there's going to be a lot of, you know, kinks and things that you're going to have to work through growing pains uh, to get it where you want it to be. So that was, Great advice I needed to hear starting out, and it turned out to be really true. How um, and when did you get involved with the NHSSCA? Oh, man. Uh, so originally how I got involved was I got connected with Garrett Keith. Uh, I know a lot of people listening to this podcast recognize that name, know him. Uh, I think it was the 2018 uh, national our National Strength and Conditioning Coach of the Year. But this is a guy who – I got introduced to by Micah Kurtz at a NSCA conference. He told me to reach out to him because I told him I was wanting to get involved in the high school game. And so I look up Garrett Keith on Instagram and I see he's at a, a, a school in Huntsville, which is like a two hour drive from where I'm, I am in Tuscaloosa. So I just like DM Garrett and was like, Hey, I just want to come and uh, hang out and watch you work and, uh, and see how you do things. And he was like, absolutely. And I went up there, spent the whole day with him just at school, just watched him uh work and everything he did and uh I told my wife when I came home after that I said man coach Keith has the dream job you know if I could do what he does all day long like that's my dream and so it's cool how that turned out to be but uh me and Garrett just built a relationship uh I went back and visited him again a, a couple short months later and uh and he kept pestering me uh, about joining the NHSSCA and you know I knew about it looked it up and uh I was familiar with it, but I just hadn't yet joined. And he kept on, he stayed on me about it. And finally, uh, I want to say it was probably either early spring of 2019 or, or fall of 2018. I, I officially joined the organization and was, I'll, I'll tell anybody it's the best decision I ever made as a professional 
Uh, I love this organization and the, the connections and what you get from it is worth more than anything. Uh, you know, I have so many uh, connections and relationships with other high school strength coaches all over the country from this organization. And so it's, it's people you can call up and talk on the phone anytime you want or just uh, get advice. I mean, just last week I was on the phone with Scott Meyer uh, from I think Minnesota uh, but just talking to him about triphasic training and how he does it and, and uh, just picking his brain on it. And, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like this organization allows us to do that because we have that family aspect and nobody has egos and we can just call any coach up wherever and, and, and help, help each other out. Absolutely. It, it, it you know, I, I will second that sentiment. Um, and you are the Alabama st uh, state director, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. um what's that been like man it's been it's been awesome uh you know I just took on this position uh back in October November October something like that so I haven't been I'm I'm fresh on it man I'm I'm learning as I go and uh you know our our, our big thing right now is our clinic coming up which I know we're going we're going to talk about in a minute but uh you know I, I formed our advisory board and uh met with those guys uh, a couple weeks ago and just trying to figure out how we can uh build membership in our state in Alabama and, and grow high school strength and conditioning in Alabama. I feel like uh, the foundation uh, from guys like Garrett Keith and Brandon Herring before and John Hersel, uh, you know, those guys really have built up our state and made high school strength and conditioning really great in our state. And I just want to continue to keep that going and uh, build off that as best as I can. Yeah, I will say, you know, when you think of kind of the big names that are interested, like you mentioned, Garrett Keith, a lot of people are going to, you know, obviously the listen are listening to this are going to recognize that name. But the, there's a long list of just incredible strength coaches in Alabama. You know, I mean, we could, I could sit here and rattle off five or six off the top of my head. Some of the first names that people think about when they think of high school strength coaches, you know, probably more than likely are going to be um, from Alabama. And before one of obviously we should point out before you got this role, you were the uh, state coach of the year. So congratulations. I'm on like a, a, a role here. I feel like 25 or 30, like almost two thirds of all my guests that were like national coach of the year for their state. And I want to put out the disclaimer that is not a prerequisite to be on the show. <laughs> it just so happens that <laughs> like the people that I reached out to are, are have been, you know, have won the award. So for anyone listening, just know that if you haven't won it, there's still a good chance you'll be on the podcast at some point. So just to put that out there. But, um, okay, so you mentioned your state clinic coming up February 17th, uh, Thompson High School, is that right? That's right. Mm, yeah. Um, so let's, you know, so, you know, here, I'm in Illinois, our, our state clinic's coming up in April. We didn't have one last year because we hosted NatCon, right? And so yeah. there was no state clinic for us then. Um, so I, you know, since, since I've been a member, we haven't actually had a state clinic, so I've never been to one. And, for, you know, so for anyone else that's listening that's never been to a state clinic, from a state director perspective, you know, kind of talk about what goes into to setting that up, you know, like where it's going to be hosted, who's going to be speaking and, you know, and kind of like what that experience is. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, state direct, I mean, the state clinic is uh, just an awesome opportunity to come out and and build those connections, like I said, and uh, network and, and learn uh, from high school coaches who are coaching high school athletes, just like you, you know, that's the that's the that's another value that we hadn't touched on that's so important about the NHSSCA is that it provides learning and networking opportunities for you to learn from people who are coaching uh, in the same environment that you are. 
but yeah, our clinic is uh, coming up February 17th at Thompson High School. And uh, I'm really, really excited about it. We got a great lineup of speakers who I'm really excited to hear. And uh, so I just want to shout those out. We got Jason Finley, who's, who is the uh, director of strength and conditioning for football for Central Phoenix City High School, who just won our 7A state championship in football this past December. And he's going to be talking on in-season training for football athletes, uh, you know, talking about how he trained their team all through their championship run season, which is, I feel like, extremely valuable for a lot of football coaches and other people running weight rooms. And then we got uh, Ty Burt, and uh, Ty, Ty's coming from uh, Pell City High School. He's going to give just kind of a, a grand view of, of his strength and conditioning program. He's in year one at his school as well, and so he's going to be talking about just building a system and uh, really giving – coaches a lot of tools and, and ideas on just how to build a program from the ground up. And, and then we have Cal Tinsley. Cal brings a unique twist to the to our speaker lineup. He is a private performance coach. He owns his business, Tinsley Performance. And uh, he really specializes with uh, high school baseball, softball players. He also trains college, minor league, major league baseball players. And he's going to be talking about training the rotational athletes. So given all the details about how we can better train uh, those rotational athletes, whether it's baseball, softball, golf, tennis, anything like that. And uh, he is definitely a pro at what he does. And so he's going to bring a lot of good education and insight. And then finishing up is going to be uh, Lyle Henley, who's the director of sport performance for UAB football. And so he's going to bring it in and just talk about how he trains his guys. And uh, I'm sure he's he has a lot of experience too coaching at the high school level. He was a high school strength coach for a little bit. Uh, he has private perform private training experience, so he has a wide uh, range of experience to pull from, and I know he's going to just end it with a bang. And uh, another piece of our clinic that that I think is unique that we're bringing to is at the end we're we're going to have a a time of just uh, roundtable discussion. And one of our goals for this clinic, we have two goals for this clinic, really really for for all of our people attending. We want them to gain valuable information that they can take back to their school and make their program better. You know, we don't want any coaches to show up and feel like they're wasting their Saturday or wasting their time, wasting their time. Even if they gain one, one thing they can take back to their program to make it better, that's a success. Okay. Uh, and then the second thing we want is we, we want everybody's questions answered. And so we want that time at the end, like, Hey, if you got a question about something that maybe you didn't get answered today, let's ask, our advisory board members and our speakers and let's hash it out, talk it out and give you a solution. Cause I feel like a lot of coaches, you know, we show up to clinics or conferences or whatever, and we already got in the back of our mind problems or, or, or situations that we're trying to get answers to. And sometimes you can feel like you go to a whole clinic and then you don't get your question answered. And so, you know, we want to give that opportunity to coaches to make sure uh, they just feel like their their time was used wisely and they got something out of it. And so the state clinic is is really for that, man. It's for an opportunity for coaches to come and learn and, and grow as professionals and uh, also network and build connections. And uh, and that can go a long way in this field, as we know. So uh, just not not about just building connections, but building friends. Uh, so it's it's good to have people that have your back in this profession. You touched on it. That's a, a heck of a lineup that, you, that you've got going there. Absolutely. So when it comes to kind of setting this up, 
do you just put out feelers for coaches that might be interested in speaking or do you have like, you know, is there specific topics that you want to, you know, hear on or how does that work? We, uh, well, when, when I got told I was, or when I got asked to fill this position as state director, that was the first thing they told me. They were like, all right, you got to play in the clinic. And, uh, Brandon Herring, the, the state director before me, he's done an excellent job, uh, just kind of helping me out, uh, giving me an idea of, of, of how to reach out to coaches and how to, Put on a clinic because it is a lot, uh, man. It's it's a lot that goes behind it. Uh, the hardest part is is just getting the speakers and getting the coaches uh, lined up because you know we're all us as strength coaches we're all so busy and we got our schedule is just crazy. So just reaching out and like trying to see if they'd be interested or if they can make it that weekend uh, that was a lot. So once we got our speakers lined up and committed, you know, then you can kind of. Uh, schedule everything how you want it and that sort of thing but yeah topics is definitely important you know I wanted to I I wanted to uh, get some specific stuff like with Cal with the rotational stuff working with a rotational athlete because baseball and softball is so big in our state uh, and then I also wanted to I thought uh, Coach Finley brings something really unique to the table talking about in-season training for football I feel like a lot of times uh you know, a lot of high school football programs, when they get in season, uh, the weight room kind of gets pushed to the side and the back burner. And uh, I know he's going to bring some great information on why that's important. And so uh, topics are important, but getting getting speakers, you definitely want high school people for the most part. Uh, but also it's great to have people like Coach uh, Lyle Henley who uh, can come and, and just uh, bring a lot of good information because a lot of coaches want to hear from college people. You know, even if even if they know it's important to hear from high school people, you still want to hear from that person that's at that level, that next level, because uh, they they can just bring so much more insight. Uh, but we got that got that uh, down pat. The the location was already picked before I I took over. Coach Herring got that handled, so I didn't have to worry about getting a location or anything. And uh, since then, we've just been getting trying to get sponsors laid out uh, for, for breakfast and lunch and that sort of thing. And, you know, we got, I think, three weeks from the time we're doing this podcast, uh, about three or four weeks until the until the clinic. So we're just trying to tie all the loose ends and uh, get the word out. You know, we're trying to get as uh, many coaches there as possible. And, and uh, we want Alabama to be represented well. And uh, we know what we're bringing is uh, going to be good value. So we want people to be there and not miss it. You know, I wish I was. I wish I didn't live, you know, double digit hours away. That's a heck yeah. of a clinic. Um, yeah. uh, absolutely. Uh, and I do know, and I don't know if this one will be, but I do know a big goal of the NHSSCA. We talked about it at NACON as a committee is to start recording these clinics and getting those uploaded on the website for members only. So when you have these great lineups and, and you, know, you know, for various reasons, you can't make it travel schedule, whatever. Mm-hmm. I know for anyone listening, the goal is to start getting these up for professional members because the amount of value is just incredible. Um, and so that is, I know that we talked about, like I said, we that was really touched on in Akon was getting some of that content put up there for people. So hopefully yeah. that happens. And and th- that is the plan. We're planning on recording the whole thing and, and hopefully putting it on the website for members. So there you go. People like you and people, you know, out in California or Texas or wherever that can't make it, hopefully they can still watch it on their own and it's you know it's clinic season right kind of winter into that spring is like when a lot of clinics are going on not you know in the hsca and other organizations 
Um, but the other kind of clinic that the, the NHSSCA does at this time for states are family days. Mm -hmm. um, what is, like, what is that? What is a family day? What does that mean? Yeah, a family day is similar to a state clinic, but it's 100% free. And so it's a, it's a learning networking opportunity for coaches to come and uh, really learn about what the NHSSCA is and what we have to offer. And it's, it's a free clinic. And so, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to pay a dime. You can come and get uh, valuable information and build connections for free. You know, we had, we had our last family day in Alabama. I want to say it was fall of uh, 2021. Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. Fall of uh, 2021. We're trying, we try to alternate between uh, state clinics, family days and different times of the year and, and that sort of thing. But uh but yeah, family days are, are great, man. It's uh, it, it's perfect for people that, you know, may not know much about the NHSSCA or, uh, but are interested, and uh, you get them there and build that relationship, build that connection, and and show what we have to offer as an organization. And uh, so yeah, those are good too. Awesome. Yeah. Th uh, <clears throat> thanks for clarifying on those. Real quick, you you are actually speaking at the Mississippi State or. Yeah, the Mississippi yeah. State Clinic, is that right? Yeah. Um, talking about what junior high, right? Middle school programming? Yeah, yeah talking about uh, it's the Mississippi State Clinic. Yeah, it's uh, talking about middle school training, uh, and I'm titling it Building the Future of Your Program. And uh, I'm really excited about it because I know for myself, when I first started out in strength and conditioning, like I kind of, you know, would – uh, dread training the eighth graders sometimes because we as strength coaches I mean we all know that that's our hardest group right I mean that's if you can if you can coach an eighth grade seventh eighth grade boy how to do a hip hinge correctly you know you're a pretty good coach uh you know so I mean but like I used to dread the, that middle school group like my early on I was young and dumb as a coach and I realized after I got to ACA really I realized okay these seventh and eighth graders I'm gonna have for the next five to six years and man, if I if I really get them right and coach them the way I want them to want them to do things uh, from just a, a training standpoint, how how we flow, their energy, their their movement, of course, and all that, man, think about where they're going to be as juniors and seniors. You know, this is and then it kind of clicked like this is the future of my program. Like I'm wanting to stay here a long time. These kids are my future. I need to pour everything I got into them. And uh, you know, that's just another word of advice to, I mean, to you at a coach at your new school or any coach at a new school, you know, a lot of times when you get to a new position at a new school, uh, you think you gotta, you gotta get those juniors and seniors, but in reality, those seniors are about to leave. You know, you don't have much time to build a connection with them who you really need to be pouring into are those seventh, eighth, and ninth graders. Cause that's, that's the future of your program. Not saying those juniors and seniors aren't important. Absolutely. They, they are, but you know, they're, they're kind of, they're about to be leaving you. You're not going to have that much impact with them. You're the new, new person coming in, but those younger kids, uh, you got to pour into them. So I, I just want to talk about that and uh, just talk about the importance of training middle school kids. And, uh, and then of course you go in all the nuts and bolts of how we do it. And uh, I feel like we do it in a unique way and uh, a way that has been helpful for us. Uh, you know, being at my fifth year here now, I've seen kind of, where kids started and where they're at now. And so I'm a believer in, in what we do and, and how we do it. And I feel like it can be helpful uh, to other coaches. Absolutely. Well, whatever you're doing, it's working. You just posted a video of a girl reverse lunging with a, a hundred pound dumbbell. I mean, 
how many high school girls do that? You know, that's so uh, that's impressive, right? So well, obviously your system's working. Well, that girl's a that girl's a special girl, man. She uh <laughs> she she's one of those go getters, you know, the ones that are easy to coach and the ones that we all love as coaches. She she pushes herself and that was a. Uh, you know, that girl's actually, I think she's a, a junior this year. And uh, she did that when she was like a freshman or sophomore. Uh, but yeah, she's one of those I've had since seventh grade. So uh, yeah, man, she's a, she's a good one. One thing that I've noticed, you know, being where I'm at now, uh, just with all the local coaches, or I'm sorry, like local private trainers, and just kind of while we're on the subject of, of middle school, has there been any desire either by yourself or from parents, administrators to start even earlier than seventh. Um, you know, here's a big push in, in around here. I've, I mean, there are like 10 year olds going to personal trainers in, in my area and it's, it's wild. Um, but, you know, I know that you have K, you know, you're in one building, right? K through 12. Yeah. So has there been any kind of push to, you know, Hey, you know, seventh grade's working. Let's, well, let's start getting sixth graders in there and maybe even fifth yeah. graders. You know, I mean, some parents like kind of jokingly, you know, ask me or push me, you know, let me, you need to, you need to train my kid, you know, and he's like seven or eight. And I'm like, ah, no, you know, I'll, I'll get him when he, when he's ready, you know, when he gets up in middle school, but no, no serious push or anything. You know, I, I just always tell parents just when they're kids, man, just, you know, I, I, I believe just, just let them play sports. And if you want to, if you want them to be cranking out push-ups and sit-ups and squats and all that at your house and running hill sprints, that's awesome. You know, do it. Just, it doesn't have to be organized. You know, I feel like, feel like that we don't need to have organized training for, for seven, eight, nine year olds. Uh, you know, even my nephew, I have a nephew who's uh, 10 now and uh, I've been telling my sister, you know, Hey, uh, it's about time for me to start working with him a little bit. And any, anytime I even work with him, I try to not even keep it that organized. Like we just do just a bunch of, I feel like we just do a bunch of random athletic stuff. Uh, you know, just jumping rope, crawling, skipping, backward skip, lateral skip, jumping. Uh, and then then we have then we then we start working on the fundamental movement patterns. But I just try to keep it fun with them. Uh, but no push really. Yeah. I mean, I do, I do actually do uh I just started this past summer. I do a, a speed camp for our for our elementary kids at our school. Uh, but that's just like a two or three day deal and we just teach them the basic sprint mechanic stuff and we get the lasers out there and we time them and it's just a, a fun time. Awesome. Well, you know, just kind of a few things while we wrap up here. So first and it being January and you, like you said, this is your fifth year beginning of the year. New year's resolutions is the term everyone talks about right now, man. What are like some of your goals this year at ACA or, you know, professionally or personally or whatever that, you know, you're hoping to accomplish in 2024. Oh, that's a good question. Are we talking? Are we talking personal goals, or are we talking ACA program goals? Both, any. Uh, uh, you know, I'm big on. I don't really. I don't ever set New Year's resolutions or goals or anything like that. I do. Uh, I do pick a one word at the beginning of every year, and uh, so I don't, are you familiar with that? Yeah, I've heard other coaches talk about that. Yeah, so like I've been doing a one word now since since 2019, and uh, I got you can probably see it on my wall, like right over here to the right, but. Uh, my one word for 2024 is intentional. And so it's just, you know, when you pick a one word, you're just trying to, that's your word of the year. So you, you try to make it your focus uh, for the entire year. And so uh, my word is intentional this year for 2024. Uh, Cause I'm really, really wanting to be intentional with all areas of my life. You know, every, every minute, every second, make sure I'm not 
wasting time on this, you know, on social media, on my phone, but I'm uh, being intentional with my, with my time, with my wife and son at home. Uh, I'm being intentional with my time at school. You know, if I, if I have time, make sure every conversation I have with a kid, uh, there's intent behind that. There's, I'm, I'm, I'm doing that with a purpose, trying to make a, a difference and impact, uh, trying to be intentional with my training. You know, it's, it's easy to just kind of go through the motions when we're, when we're lifting and that sort of thing. And, and then most importantly, trying to be intentional with my, with my spiritual life, with my faith, because that's uh, the most important thing in my life. And, and so when I'm uh, reading my Bible or, or, or trying to pray or anything like that, just making sure I'm being intentional with that and not just checking off a box. Cause that's something I've uh, been guilty of in the past. Just uh, feel like I haven't been intentional enough here lately. So that's like my main focus personally for 2024. Uh, as far as, uh, things at ACA as our program goes, I just really, I, I would like to get more involvement from, from all our sports. Uh, you know, it's pretty good right now. Uh, but I will tell you, you know, uh, this past year, I implemented a, a uniform in our strength class uh, for the first time ever. So we have a, the kids have a uniform they have to wear. And I knew uh, I was going to lose some kids over that, which is fine expected. I'm, I, I realize that. Uh, but uh, I'm hoping to get those kids back uh, next year uh, since maybe they realize the uniform's not that big a deal, you know, and, and so hoping to get some of those kids back that that took a step back this year from our program. Uh, but man, I just want to, I, I want to continue to grow our program and develop it and then try to make it the best it can be to, to help our athletes. And we want to win championships at ACA. And that's something I'm, I'm striving to do and trying to help our kids and our teams do, you know, we're not quite there yet, but still trying to, to give our kids every age they can to experience that and just trying to teach them the, the, the mindset that should go along with that and the, the discipline and the mentality, just trying to build that into our kids as much as I can. Just want to continue to try to make a difference and an impact as best as I can. And so, and then on top of that, just try to continue to build our facility and, and, and give our kids nice things to train with, uh, you know, so that's something that's on my mind. I'm sure we're trying to raise, we're trying to save money right now to purchase new bumper plates. And so, cause we need those badly. <laughs> so trying to, trying to get that saved up. Uh, I really like that one word thing, coach. That's a, that's an awesome uh, mindset, you know, tool to kind of go into the year. I really like that. I feel like I know the answer to this. Maybe, maybe I don't, I shouldn't assume, I guess, but just being as your time there, and you're in Tuscaloosa, you bleed crimson. Is that, you know, oh man, roll tide or absolutely, dude. I am roll tide for life. You know, I grew up in a small town called Centerville, Alabama, which is like 30 miles southeast of Tuscaloosa. So I've, I've grown up in Tuscaloosa practically my whole life. I've been a Bama diehard Bama fan my whole life. And then I graduated from there. And, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm diehard roll tide for life. Well, you know, there's a new sheriff in town. What's Absolutely. that? Yeah. What's that? You know, like what? I, I'm just curious. What's it? What's like mm -hmm. the the mood in Tuscaloosa? The mood in Tuscaloosa is everybody. I mean, everybody has high hopes for this guy. I certainly hope he succeeds and wish nothing but the best for him. You know, I mean, we're all we were all super sad. I mean, it was it was literally a sad day when Nick Saban, Coach Saban, announced his retirement. You know, we knew it would eventually happen, but it kind of shocked all of us. Uh, but you know, we've had a good run. I mean, you know, I mean, we can't be upset about anything. We've, we've definitely been spoiled and it's been cool to, you know, live through it like I have, but I think coach DeBoer is going to get us back on track. He's going to 
keep this program going for sure. Yeah, definitely thought he was a, you know a good hire. You know, obviously I don't have a a dog in that fight, but uh, I yeah I definitely well, you know heard of that was a good hire. Um, Nick Saban, greatest of all time, right? Yes. Is there is there is there a, any debate to that? Do you think? I believe there's no debate to that. If anybody wants to debate, they can call me. <laughs> Your last question, Coach. You got a Super Bowl prediction? Super Bowl prediction? I mean, I think it's going to be Ravens and 49ers. You know, a lot of people, uh, I don't know if you've heard about the logo thing. Have you heard about that? The colors? Yeah, yeah. my wife my wife brought that to my attention like weeks ago. And and uh it is it's weird, man. It's uh it's kind of it's kind of sketchy, but you know, I'm a I'm a, I'm an NFL fan of, of any team that Bama players play on. So, you know, naturally I've, I've been rooting for the Eagles and Dolphins all year with Jalen Hurts and Tua and they both just lost on me. So I, I don't, I don't have a dog in the fight either. I, I I'm rooting for, I'd like to see the Lions win. I like, uh, I like their head coach a lot, but it's probably going to be the 49ers and Ravens. I get, I'm kind of with you right now at this point, I'm just a fan of good football. Sure. Yeah. And for, First and foremost, I'm a Giants fan, so I know the playoff. You know, I, I'm always going to be neutral in the playoffs probably for the foreseeable yeah. future. It's hard. But, yeah, no, I'm with you. Would love to see the Lions. Want, I mean, you know, Detroit being relatively close to us, but just an awesome story, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Also, to to uh, get rid of the superstitions about the logo colors because yeah. I've seen that all over Twitter a dozen times. That's so. weird. Well, Coach, um, I appreciate your time. Is there, you know, any – closing thoughts that you have that you want to, that you didn't get to touch on or. Uh, man, I would just say, I appreciate it again. You having me on. And if anybody's listening to this and, and you're not a part of this organization, you're truly missing out. Uh, I'm very passionate about the NHSCA and, and what we have to offer and what, what the organization is trying to do. You know, we're trying to push the importance of high school strength and conditioning and having qualified coaches at the high school level. And uh, we need members. And so, it's it's the it's the most important decision you can make as a professional is joining this organization. So uh, I would just encourage anybody to join the family and uh, come to an event. You know, come to a clinic, come to a family day, come to NatCon, see what it's all about, and uh, you won't be disappointed. Coach, again, thanks for your time. Thanks for being on. Get to the Alabama State Clinic. Get to the Mississippi State Clinic. Come here. You speak. Um, you know, or just you know, find out when your state clinic is happening. Reach out to your state directors. You can find all that on the NHSSCA website. But yeah, absolutely get involved. And then don't just become a member, become an active member and really you know, yeah. make those connections because you're right. That's, you know, that's how you grow as a person. So again, thanks. Thanks for your time tonight. And uh, I appreciate having you uh, having you on. Yeah. Thanks, Andrew.